Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. (laughs) The great Ray Ratto. He has a day off, so does Damon. Uh, So it's Whitey Gleese and Larry Kruger in for them today. On this day of uh, Warrior Fan frustration venting uh the warriors open in the second half i don't know i'm with i'm with stunny on this i don't know how people could look at that game last night and think oh yeah the warriors got this one even before we knew wiggins was going to be out but i think part of this is just warrior fans coming to terms with the realization that they're in a lot of trouble right now well and and you know because they're thinking that the warriors are getting ready to flip a switch it's getting ready for playoff yeah. time and, and the lakers suck championship pedigree you know the lakers yeah. are bad Ooh, lakers. you know yeah. but the lakers suddenly are good and and by the way um another guy that i really thought would be good with golden state was mo bamba look at mo bamba's line last night 10 points 13 rebounds in 22 minutes I mean, Mo Bamba is a is a seven one guy who's got a decent three point shot, lo- really mm-hmm. long arms, unbelievable uh, you know Rim defensive. Protector. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, this guy in a lot of ways is exactly what the Warriors were kind of hoping James Wiseman would be. Uh, and I, I brought that up several times. Hey, what do you think of Mo Bamba? And a lot and people, ah, nah, nah, you know, he's just sitting in Orlando <laughs> behind him. You know, I get it, but. Look how good he's looked in the two games he's played with the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. That's another big reason fans are frustrated because we had a Warrior team that started off really poorly. But you had the deadline. Maybe they do something. All right, they didn't really do much. They got GP2, but we still got the buyout market. And you could still, I think it's you have until March 1st to sign somebody, and then they can still be eligible for the postseason. But it's pretty clear nothing's coming there. You think so? That's so? part of this. I, don't, I, mean, I mean, I don't no. see what the Warriors can do. If, they, they missed out on Love. They missed out on, on other guys. They Beverly, missed out on, yeah. on uh, Terrence Ross. Yeah. Know, I mean, who, who's potentially out there? Will Barton's still out there? Um, mm, doesn't super excite no, me. No, and he's a nice player. Is Serge, is Serge Ibaka going to be in that thing? I don't I think mean, anyone signed the him since the, That's knee, it. the That's last it. three years. It, yeah, it's like when Kurt talks about the buyout market, and I think Bob Myers has said the same thing. It's like people get excited about it, but these it, there's not a lot there. Well, before but before we just sit sit there and just draw a line through the buyout market, what about a guy like Nerlens Noel? He was like third or fourth in the league in block shots. It wasn't that long ago. He doesn't play at all. On his team. Right. Um, I think he's hurt right now, but I know that... He's got 7'4 yeah. wingspan. He's like 26 years old. Mm-hmm. If Kevon Looney goes out, you're you're totally bare in the middle. To me, that seems like one spot where if you wanted to add a body, you'd want to add... I mean, like if you said, give, describe the kind of player Golden State should have interest in the buyout market. You could you could argue a lot of things. You could argue somebody stretched the floor. You know, people said Kevin Love. Oh, it'd be great he stretches the floor. Then you thinking, okay, on ball defender. Maybe if you can get somebody like that. But to me, rim protection is 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 at the top of the list. I would just think, and I thought this last year. JD said no, they don't need a big, and ultimately he was right. But going back to last year, I thought. I would love to have a big on my bench. Maybe if I don't play him, it'd be nice to have in case. I don't I know. You might. Well, let's see. Right? If you make the playoffs, if you're lucky enough to make the playoffs, you get Jokic in the first round. Yeah, yeah. You know, theoretically, uh-huh. and then wouldn't it be nice to have? I don't know, kind of a big, a bigger guy. I would think so. Jokic. That's why I'm a little. You say, why don't they do that? I'm a little puzzled. I do think part of this, not to make excuses, but the luxury tax is doing what it's designed to do. I mean, it's really onerous for the Warriors right now. It really limits a lot of their flexibility. Okay, I mean, let's talk about that for a second. Joe bought the team for how much, and what's it worth? To Today and now we're talking luxury tax. Really? Well, when they're what is the payroll now with the luxury tax? No, I know, but he bought, 
four or five. What's how many? The team was bought for. It's worth exponentially more than he paid for it. He's only owned it for a decade, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how how, you know? How much? It's not your. How much money do you need? I mean, you 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 bought the team. You bought it for X. It's worth what five times, six times, ten times what you bought it for. And and you and here you are. You got you're in the middle of Steph Curry's, you know the the closing window of his of his championship window or the closing season of his championship window. One of you would think, and you're not going to extend. Well, because of luxury tax. I understand that, really? but it's not a limitless supply. And like that was the whole thing with Wiseman, twelve point one million next year. Okay, well that's not too unreasonable, but times the luxury tax, you're looking at almost eighty million for him. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, we have all this money. To your point, but still, it's like that's too much. <laughs> so no, I get it, and I get it. One's a paper gain, and the other's yeah. a real money going yeah. out. I yeah. get it. But you're a self-made billionaire who thinks big, and you've already made your investment back, and then some. You get to the point where you're throwing bad money after good too with some of yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But what's the value of the franchise going to be if you... I'd like to know two things. What's the value of the franchise going to grow to in the offseason if they miss the playoffs as opposed to win the title? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I bet you it's a it's a significant uh, net difference there. Yeah. 888-957-9570. Andis in Berkeley joins us. Hey, Andis, you're on with Larry and Whitey. What's up? Yeah, hi, guys. Um, I'm a first-time caller. I listen now and then. Um and I heard you talking about uh, DiVincenzo and how he really wanted to play with a selfless team and all that. And I agree with that, and I love DiVincenzo's play. Um, but I want to say that the it seems to me that the Warriors have changed the way the NBA plays. And a lot of teams, maybe half the teams in the NBA, are now playing Warriors-style stuff. And they have bigs playing like that sometimes. Uh so I think that the the whole scene has changed, and one of the things that the Warriors have not figured out is how to defend themselves, how to defend other teams who play like they do. It's a great so, point. It's a great point, and we saw it last night. Thank you, Warriors. Andy's- Warriors didn't have a great three point shooting night, and then, but they're, they're really struggling to defend the three. I mean that that's coming out. I mean that we're seeing that that's kind of one of the common denominators of their struggles. Whitey, they foul too much. Mm-hmm. They it's a parade to the foul line. Teams are in the bonus way earlier than they are, night after night after night, and they, you know, they're sometimes struggling at the three point line, but they're almost always struggling to defend the three point line. Yeah. And the Lakers last night. What were the Lakers? The Lakers. The, they didn't. The, the transition defense last night was terrible, but also the three point line. The Lakers shot. 16 of 30. Yeah. The Lakers shot 53% from beyond the arc. Fast break points. Warriors 8. Lakers 29. And they're just losing, guys. And it's not like, oh, well, we weren't expecting it. You're losing losing Malik Beasley in an open floor game. You should have learned what happened in Salt Lake City when they lost him already this year. Yeah. I may have to ask Steve Kerr about this. You've seen, if you're a basketball fan, you've seen some bad teams in your time. Here, wherever. One of the things I notice about bad teams is there are certain points where people say they just don't have the urgency. They just, they're not playing hard. And sometimes I've learned that bad teams, it's not that they're not playing hard, it's that they're physically a little overmatched. They're not as quick, they're not as big, they're not as strong. And when you're, especially in basketball, if I'm not as big or quick, strong as you and we're playing, sometimes it looks like I'm not trying. And I wonder right now if that's part of what's going on with this team, especially last night. I mean, they... They had some physical uh, mismatches last night against the Lakers' size, the Lakers' strength. Look at, as we said, when the Lakers got out in transition and they just ran the ball down the Warriors' throats. Now, if that's it, and maybe it is just a matter of urgency and maybe Steph comes back, it'll take care of things. But if there are physical deficiencies here, you really, there's not much you can do about that. Right, except to maybe play your guys who have a little bit more physical dominance. I mean, why are you playing Ty Jerome as many minutes as you're playing him? Why are you playing Anthony Lamb as many minutes as you're playing him? Why are you not playing Jonathan Kuminga more minutes? Who's my dominant guy I can play, physically dominant well, guy? Jonathan Kuminga. Jonathan Kuminga might be one of the greatest athletes in the league today. 25 minutes? Yeah, that's no, I'm, I'm just, and, yeah. And, that's, and that's kind of the exception. He's had many nights where it's like, hey, 
Where, the, where What happened to J.K.? Where is he? Yeah, and you're right. There, you cannot question his athleticism. No question about and, and, that. And if you had to say who's more athletic between a Moses Moody and an Anthony Lamb, I would lean towards Moses Moody. But Moody gets 10 minutes and Lamb got 24. But neither one of those guys is impressing me with his lateral quickness. No, I hear you. His, I no, hear you. Yeah. But, I mean, that that's, you know, that's part of the issue. I mean, you know, I, 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 I kind of wonder how much belief do the Warrior players have as the calendar turns to almost March. You know, I know that they're, you know, they're the defending champs and uh, there's a championship pedigree and, you know, they're, the fans are looking for them to kind of flip a switch. But the more games I watch... I know I hear it from Steve, um, and you know a, a lot of the people around the team will be like, "Yeah, you know this team's gonna gonna turn the corner and they're gonna flip a switch and they're gonna really turn it on." But I don't see that conviction or belief from their players, and I kind of question whether it exists. Yeah, you can't fool the players, right? In any level, we're great, and if you're not great, the players like, "Yeah, no, we're not great. We're, yeah, we don't have a chance." So that could be going on as well. That cold hard reality. Yeah, I mean, and 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 it's it's human nature, right? You see patterns, and then all of a sudden you kind of stop believing. They also have so many young players on this team that, you know, it's not the same team as a year ago. And you wonder if the pressure to kind of flip the switch and 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 get on a run. I I don't know. I mean, it just to me, it seems like they're going to run out of real estate. Um, there's two oh, timeline plan hasn't really worked, has it? Well. No. I mean, and the two timeline plan I was a fan of because um, I, I I didn't want to see them. Like, I heard, I saw the rumors last year. Ah, trade James Wiseman for Bradley Beal, which in hindsight looks like a pretty good deal. I didn't like that deal because I was like, why shorten your championship window when you when it's wide open? But I didn't know that, that they were not going to be able to develop James at all and that they were going to hand him over for an injured player who's 30, who only promises to be more injured. And is, as, is, as he gets older, you know, I, I was expecting develop, development from Wiseman, and we, didn't, we haven't seen that this year. Maybe we'll see it in Detroit, but it didn't happen here. Steve Kirk coming up at 5 o'clock. Up next, where does this go from here this year and beyond for the Warriors? 888-957-9570. This is Damon and Ratto. Whitey and Larry in for Damon and Ratto, and we are sponsored by AC Transit. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Whitey and Larry today in for Damon and Ratto. We got Steve Kerr coming up at 5. And Larry, now we have people coming down our road on the Xfinity mobile text line. 888-957-9570. Let's see here. They won it all last year. How did the two-timeline thing not work out? They won it last year. Yeah, they won it. But really, that was a one-timeline plan. Well, yeah, really exactly. used a second timeline plan last year. Yeah, those guys didn't play. I mean, um, I don't know, you know, and and this in and last year, you know, the one guy who really did help them quite a bit that we don't really talk that much about is Otto. You know, Otto Porter. Otto Porter was a rebounder. Otto Porter was a defender. He was rugged. He could shoot. He could shoot the Fourth three. Porter, Porter, I used to call him. Yeah, what, 45% or whatever he was from three? Um, but he also gave you a toughness, another rebounder, another def- another big body inside. You know, and then Bielitsa, you know, Bielitsa didn't do tons for me. I, I, I kind of thought Patrick Baldwin would uh, be able to take those minutes this year because I thought Pat Baldwin was advanced and that, you know, he would get more run because he is the son of a coach. And but I he's never were- been a front court player. Like, I mean, a four or five. Bielitsa played, he was like a stretch four, basically, who actually played a little five. So that's one of the reasons. I mean, if Baldwin were a four or a five, I think he... What is Baldwin? Isn't he a 6'9"? He's like 6'10", but I don't think that he's really... He doesn't have a ton of lateral quickness, so he better be a four. Huh. You don't think think he's a small forward? Um, Yeah, I think he's more of a wing, and maybe I need to... Yeah, let's check my scattering report uh, again. I, I don't know that he could play... Four in the NBA, but maybe maybe you're right. Well, I, I, I just think he can. I just think he's he, he knows big. The, he well, he's big. He knows the game. He's skilled. His dad is a coach. Um, you know, I love I love what I see from him as far as the way the ball comes off his hand. Oh yeah, uh, spacing, tempo. He doesn't I'm going to ask Steve Kerr today if uh, if Baldwin's going to get more minutes. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, let's see here. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Jan in Mountain View, ninety five seven. The game. Jan, how are you? I'm fine. How about you guys? Good. You sound a little, frankly, sound a little, uh, I don't know, a little little down in the dumps. Everything all right here with the Warriors? and Come off the ledge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, my my complaint is with Kerr. uh, It's like uh, he doesn't want to play the young guys, then then, um, they need to, um, I guess, go forward and... uh, trade their picks in for veterans because as long as Kurds there, it doesn't seem like he's ever going to take, he's uh, ever going to develop the young guys and uh, sending him down to the G League, I don't feel uh, is the right thing to do. I mean, uh, he needs to develop them the way he, you know, the way he expects them to learn. And if they're never on the court, how does he expect them to ever go forward? Thank That's you. My complaint. Thank you, Jan. You speak for many uh, doing the show with JD. Uh, Warriors this week. We're back on tomorrow. That's probably the number one Kerr complaint. He didn't play the younger guys. Uh, you know, it's, it's difficult for Steve Kerr. Like last week when he was on with Damon and Ratto and people, they're asking about Wiseman. He can't come out and say, the guy didn't play well, right? Because you don't want to denigrate a guy that used to play for you. But I, that's the answer. Why doesn't he play these guys? He would love for them to be great. But a lot of the guys that we're talking about that the Warriors haven't developed, they haven't played well. Okay, so coach, if they go am I supposed to elsewhere, play if, when we're I, trying I to win a championship, when I, they're not playing well, I agree. But if they go elsewhere and play well, that that that's a direct. Uh, you know, you can point at Kerr. You can point at uh, the developmental staff of the Warriors. Okay, I mean, how many of those guys play well for the yeah. Warriors? But doesn't mean that they're not going to play Jordan well Bell going play forward. somewhere else. Did uh, no, McCall no. play better no, for somebody else? No. No, Damian uh, Jones. No, yeah, yeah. So, but this was Eric the highest. Haskell. This was the highest draft. I mean, okay. Sorry to the you know to Kerr and the Warriors, but guess what? When you invest the highest lottery pick you've had, going back to Joe Smith in a player, and then you have to trade him two years later for an injured thirty-year-old defensive guard. You're going to take criticism just the way it is. Sure. And I get, know he I mean, knows get that. Get ready for it. Expect but it's it. Really Lean misguided. into it. Welcome it. Yeah. If they had drafted uh, with the second pick, they draft um, uh, you know, a vacuum cleaner, let's say. And then the vacuum cleaner, obviously, is not going to be very good. I'm not comparing James Wiseman to an appliance. My point is, you couldn't say, what's wrong with Steve Kerr? 
He, he, he never played the vacuum cleaner. Well, but he, here's the thing, Whitey. If they had played, if they had played Kuminga, Moody, I'm and Wiseman, Wiseman sucked. That was. Well, let's say point. they had played these guys tons of minutes. Yeah. Do you think their record would be dramatically worse? Um, I'll I just don't. say this to that: if you go back and look early this year, early that road trip. Uh, through Orlando, Charlotte. You know, it was a bad road trip. Our first indication that, ooh, something's wrong. They lost to Detroit. Look at what happened when they put Wiseman in those games. Other teams attacked him, and they they had to take him out. They weren't playing well. Remember that game against Detroit? I think it was, might have been Halloween or the day before Halloween. So you're saying and that they would have Isaiah's, a worse record? It, yeah. I think they wanted to play Wiseman and wanted to play him more. And that was the plan. And they Steve Kerr put him out. There's like, we're getting killed with him on the floor. So I, I do. I do think that they, they'd have been worse off. Now, Moody, I'll be honest with They're you. They're under 500. Uh, yeah, I know that. Moody, I honestly don't quite understand. I'm sure there's reasons I can't see him. I try to, well, it must be this or that. Wiseman, I think you could see when, you, when he was out there. It's like, wow, other team. I remember Isaiah Stewart, when he played against Detroit, um, Isaiah Stewart just like started salivating when he saw Wiseman on the floor. And now they're teammates. That's great. I, you know, I saw Moses Moody at Arkansas, and I thought, okay, you know, I think I thought he was a very mature collegiate player, Absolutely. you know, with a well-developed game. When I talked to Eric Musselman about it, he's like, yeah, you know, we, th I think he's going to hit the league and really make a contribution. And and then I thought that first year, I thought, you know, he's such a respectful, nice person that I thought he deferred, maybe even. To a to a fault, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this year, I thought, okay, this is his year. He's going to make a huge step forward, and he's just hasn't been able to get in the rotation. Never gets any consistent minutes. There's no rhyme or reason to when Kerr plays him. He just looks lost. He looks like he looks like he's on this team in name only. Like he has no role, and everybody knows it. And he's just kind of out there. Kind of he has no idea when he's coming in. No idea when he's coming out. Um, it's just. You know, and I think that cannot be a good thing for a young guy. I think you have to give them some role, some something where they can kind of understand their role. I couldn't even if you were if a Warrior fan came up to me and said, "Krug, describe for me Moses Moody's role with the team." Can't, can't, mm -hmm. have no idea what it is. Well, I'll say this: last night he got in the game. He didn't play much, but he did play late. The game was already had already been determined. It already been settled, uh, decided, and he played well. He was two for five, made four free throws. He had eight points. But when did he play? Reacts. It was late. But my point is this. That's what he has to do. Now, he should get more minutes. Will he? I don't know. Maybe we can ask Steve Kerr. But that when you play a little bit, even if you only play here or there, when you play, you have to play well. Now, he did that last night. That's all he can do. Will that earn him more minutes? I would think there's that chance because if you're Steve Kerr right now, as we, we all know, as we've pointed out, you look around, it's like, I don't have Wiggins. I, tonight, I don't, I may not have Draymond. I need somebody who can play. So if he can come in and do that, I think he's going to get another chance, and he just has to make the most of that. That's that's just the way it is. They, don't, they don't owe him minutes if he's not playing well, and that goes for anybody. Okay, but you're down 16 in the third quarter. Why not play him then? You know, I mean, there's seven in a thousand on the road. Mm -hmm. You might want to play these young That's guys only on the road. a slight exaggeration. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, you know, they, they, I mean, seriously, you're not beating anybody on the road. Why wouldn't you just open up the road games and just say, hey, guys, have at it. We're not winning anyway. Well, I think part of the answer to that, I could be wrong, with Moses Moody especially, people look at him, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but last year people would say, I don't know why they don't play Moses Moody more at point guard. It's like, well, he's not a point guard. You can't do that. So sometimes, you know, coaches are more aware of that, how it all fits in, how this guy plays with that guy. So I know I'm kind of dancing around your question, but that's part of it. Why don't they play him more? Well, if I play him, I got to have somebody else do this. I don't know. You're I'm down 16. Hey, I'm telling you. It's the I'm, third quarter. You're, you're terrible I'm, on the road. The Wiseman thing, I totally understand. We'll see how it goes. Moody, I wonder sometimes why doesn't he play more. And I'm getting that way with Patrick Baldwin Jr. too. Was it Charlotte, that game here when uh, Steph was out? And I think he shot the ball really well and actually helped them win that game. So after the way he played last night, we need to see a little more of him. Yeah. Because you need... Something right now. You do need something. Those two guys played well. So what do you give them tonight against a bad Rockets team? Yeah, I mean, with I mean, and tonight's gonna be interesting because this is one of the first times all year that there's actual pressure. I mean, the there's not a lot of pressure to win games any in any singular game in the NBA regular season. But now you're getting down to it. 
And now you got teams coming up from behind you like the Lakers who look like they may be more viable in the playoffs than you are. Yeah. And it's time and now you've got a thoroughly winnable game at home against a, a team that's been a lottery team all season long. And you better win it. They better win tonight. From the five one oh they need players with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, that would be nice. Let me just say this about playing time for young players and developing. A lot of people have said, maybe they're right. I think you've said this. You gotta play the young guys for them to develop. Well, let's just say, and people say the Warriors they don't develop young players. Look at what's going on with the Rockets. And you mentioned Shingun, they have some nice players, Jalen Green. Let's say you had Kaminga and he were playing on that team. He'd play all the time if he's on that team. But would he be developing as a player? Have you seen that team play? They don't know what they're doing. No, so, I know. You know? I would so, have loved to have seen the Warriors get Sangoon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, he knows how to play. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. would have been a nice pick. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking back on it, I would have liked to have had Tyrese Halliburton. There were people. That's in the, who I wanted. There were people in, in you know, leading into that Sorry. draft that were advocating for the Warriors to either trade back or take yes. Tyrese Halliburton. Yes. Yes. And I didn't like it at the time because I was fascinated on LaMelo and Anthony Edwards and Wiseman and that there was a gigantic divide between those three and everybody else in the draft. I was wrong. You but, know? but I didn't meet these guys. I didn't get a chance to actually go study their tape. I mean, if, if James Mar- if James Wiseman was a marshmallow, they should have known about it, you know, when they met him. You know, as far as instead of investing the second pick in the draft and then two years later you realize it's the marshmallow man and you have and you're like all of a sudden the guy can't rebound. He doesn't block, he doesn't challenge shots. What told me that it was over for Wiseman was about ten days before the trade deadline. He's he, it was a, it was just one sequence. He's got perfect position. He's under the bucket. Somebody's about to shoot a three for Golden State. He's literally in prime position for the rebound, and whoever he was guarding just absolutely just pushed him to the Mm -hmm. baseline. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was literally like almost out of bounds. No pushback. Now the shot went, and so he just jogged down to the other side. And I'm sitting there going, wait a second. Where's the animal? Where's the monster? You're a 7-1, you know, guy with unbelievable hops, and you're 258, you know, you're 258 pounds, and you should be just wrecking shop down there on both ends of the floor. And instead... He just let some guy push him to the baseline, and the shot went, and it was like, oh, well, it's jogged down the other end. I I, I, don't I know never that saw that guy who was like, took every shot personal. That chip on the shoulder. You that never guy saw was that. like, hey, you, you ain't bringing it in here. You yeah. know what I mean? I never mm-hmm. saw this that. This is my house. Right. Yeah. yeah. I never really saw that from James. Uh-huh. And, may, and he's such a, he seemed like a nice kid. I, I, I really don't know him. But when I saw him interviewed, I thought, you know what? Guy speaks Mandarin. He's smart. Uh, he's, he's athletic. Um, you know they'll coach him up. They've got a great culture. They've got all. They know how to play winning basketball. All he's really got to do is defend the rim, run the floor, and dive and catch lobs and jam. That's, That's it. a sad thing. I and think they still couldn't get it done. From they still his couldn't develop rookie that. year, you could see from that rookie year, that ill-fated rookie year, you could see that he can run the floor. That was the one thing I think we could see about him early on. In my opinion, it's like, what can he do? He can run the floor. And that's not nothing. That's not nothing. But they never built on that because he wanted to do other things or whatever. He couldn't build on on, on that. To me, he was just always just beat slow at best. Just especially he, well, defensively. He, he, he was too heavy this year. He's probably about 10, 12 pounds I, I, too heavy. I don't heavy. know if it was that or just that just... The recognition, just oh, you know, on defense, they asked him to do a lot back there, and he was just always just a beat slow with his recognition. So. I'll tell you the thing that I didn't like is he just looked so. The times where he looked most engaged was when he was bending his knees, facing up, shooting a three pointer. Yep. Oh, he loved doing that. I mean, he seriously really looked like, hey, man, this is what I envision for myself. Yeah. And maybe they ruined him in year one, just putting him on the floor, giving him those minutes, not making him earn him, and just basically saying, go out there, big fella, and we'll figure out what you do. Maybe they should have directed him a little bit more and just said, hey, no, no, it's not about what you want to do. It's what we need you to do. And, you know, limit. instead, maybe they gave him some some license to develop his game in certain ways where, because, I mean, to me, he looked like a guy who fell in love with his face-up game. They didn't do him any favors because initially he's like, okay, you're coming off the bench. Then he was starting. Then it's like, you got to play defense to play more. Then after a while, it was, okay, now you're playing again. So they were they handled him every which way in a short period of time there, which I'm sure... 
didn't do him uh, any favors whatsoever. I mentioned last night, maybe you saw this, it was towards the end of the game, you may have tuned out, Stan Van Gundy said something about the Warriors that I think is about the stupidest thing I've heard anybody say about the Warriors. And Stan Van Gundy obviously knows what he's doing, longtime NBA coach, pretty good broadcaster. To me, I think he, you know, he's a far cry. Jeff Van Gundy is the superior Van Gundy. I've had this debate going with Dibs for a long time. But Stan last night says, and maybe he's <laughs> the superior Van Gundy. Yeah, I'm the two Van Gundys. There's no question. There's Jeff, and then and then there's Stan a couple uh, notches down. But he says, and again, maybe he's running out of things to say. He says, you know, people don't talk about this, but since Kevin Durant left, the Warriors are now, whatever it is. 136 and 142. Yeah, six games under 500. And I thought, that's true, but that's such a dumb thing to say. They've won a championship since Durant left. Um, the reason they are under 500 is because the first year without him, they were 15 and 50, and they didn't have Clay, and they didn't have Curry either. And what has Durant done since he left? So yeah. that's true, but I thought that was really misleading because it suggested that, boy, since Durant left, <laughs> hard times in Golden State. They won a freaking championship last year. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Hey, Stan, here's the highlights <laughs> of the parade. Yeah. You know? Yeah, what, 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 mix what? in a you know, mix in a parade every now and then. Uh-huh. No, I mean uh, you know, I and saw he's that not a too. Hot take guy, or he's like, "Why are you saying that?" I know. I mean, it, so and and I would have loved if uh, the you know the guy he was on with pushed back and said, "So what's your point?" Yeah, it was you Grant know, Hill and Brian Anderson. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, BA should have pushed back yeah. with a and what's your point? This one team won a title. So so what you're saying is it's really a good idea to say. See you, Steph. Let me go play with Kyrie. Yeah. You think, right. you know, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. KD's miles ahead of the rest of us. Oh, poor Kevin Durant. But, I mean, it just speaks to, um, you know, the, the the down year they had um, in 20, was it 2020? Was it 20? Yeah. 1920, 20, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's all that speaks to. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think, K, K, I mean, if KD had stayed, what would have been better is, how many rings would they have won if KD had stayed? How many rings would KD have if KD had stayed? Mm-hmm. You, know, I mean, you know, that to me is interesting. I, I'm, I do think KD, and we haven't really talked at all about the West. Everybody kind of stocked up in the West. Are you? Where do you put the Suns and KD in in this mix? Are you? Suns are terrifying, aren't they? Suns well, are terrifying. I mean, on paper, they yeah. are on paper. But Chris Paul gets hurt. He's been getting hurt every year. For the last eight years. Is Aiden going to show up? Uh-huh. Is KD going to be healthy? I do think for one of those teams, I think I mentioned this to you earlier, something's going to go sideways for one of those teams. Dallas, Phoenix, and the Clippers. Maybe not, but there's, you know, there, there's a lot of potential there for things to go sideways. With them, it would be injury. But I think Phoenix is poised to make a run at Denver for the top spot on the conference. Assuming how I think Denver's gettable. I think everybody feels that way. I don't know. Do you look at Denver as as I, uh, entrenched I like as the number one seed? Because I, yeah. I, I think I think I like the Clippers' chances. Um, I mean, it's not a bunch of teams, but I like the Clippers. I like the Warriors' chances. I like Phoenix' chances. As far as I, I just don't look at Denver as this like oh. You're not taking down the Nuggets. You know? I think they're very well coached, and I think Jokic somehow he's going for his third straight MVP award, and I think somehow he's actually underrated. I think people, by and large, don't realize how good he is. So I, I like them a lot. I'm not saying they got it, you know, they're, they're done deal, but I, 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 to me, they're still the favorites in the West. Uh, yeah, well, they're playing well. I mean, there's, there's, you know, the, the interesting thing about the about this year is that there were so many dramatic changes. So it's not just like Phoenix got better; they added Durant, and it's not that Dallas is a little bit, di- little bit different. They added Kyrie. <laughs> I mean, right. you're talking about guys that you know, teams that added pieces that. And even he remade their team. Even the Clippers, I mean, he's past his prime, but Westbrook's like one of the 75 greatest. He's a Hall of Famer, yeah. yeah. And they added basically an entire bench, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the mm-hmm. Clippers didn't have much of a and bench. And the Warriors they, do, Larry! Yeah, and the Warriors uh, added a great defensive guard who... He's all hospital. May or may not get ready. It may or may not be ready come playoff time. Now, wh- what do we know about GP2's core situation? He had a core surgery. He didn't play hardly at all in the beginning of the year. Then he did or didn't take a bunch of shots and played against the Warriors. No Did shots. Tore a doll, but it wasn't shots. Apparently it was pills. Okay. So yeah. So he, d- he did do something extra to get out there. And he played, and he said, yeah, I was trying to play through it. Um, 
And I guess the Warriors didn't know that he had been taken toward all. And so they're going to reevaluate him in a month. And it's, I don't think we know a lot. You know, core muscles for a basketball player, especially a guy like him. You know, you saw that as athletic as he was last year, as hard as he plays defense. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Is he the reason for the regression defensively? The lack of him, I should say? Or is it is it more has it more to do with Mike Brown or does it have more to do with just collective regression from many parts on the many key parts on this in Kerr's rotation? I mean, what do you when you see I mean the Warriors are not nearly the defensive team that they were a year ago. What do you point to as the number one reason? I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that offensively they're not what they were and that puts more pressure on their defense. I'll just go back to um, when the Warriors lost that game to the Suns, remember when when Clay lost his composure and they got destroyed? I have to be in for Damon the next day, and we asked Steve Kerr uh, about you know what's going on. And I asked him when did you first know something was wrong defensively with his team, and he said opening night we were playing the Lakers and the Warriors killed the Lakers. But he said I had to call two timeouts in the fourth quarter because we were giving up easy transition baskets, and Steve Kerr hates. Yeah, and he's like that. That's not right. So I, I, it's hard to put your finger on one thing. Mike Brown makes sense, but on the other hand, you know Sacramento's terrible defensively. They lose GP two. I just think that um, a lack of focus, things have unraveled at the offensive end, which has put more pressure on them defensively. And they're not a very athletic team. They're getting older, and teams are taking advantage of them. And teams are not scared of their defense at all anymore. I, I was so surprised that they allowed. Uh, Peyton to jump to Portland for eight million a year on a three-year deal. Um, you know, you're talking about a league. I mean, look at the West. Memphis has Ja. Sacramento's got De'Aaron Fox. Phoenix has got you know a couple different guys, but CP you know CP3. Um, Dallas has Kyrie. Uh, Minnesota's got Anthony Edwards. I mean, th- there's a lot of these teams that have these alpha on the ball offensive players, and and if you can if you can make them play any other way instead of playing off of their alpha. They're not nearly the same kinds of teams like Luca or Kyrie. I guess Dallas is two of them. But that's why I'm so shocked that Golden State didn't try to extend themselves to re-sign GP2. You have the most suffocating, long-armed, dominant, on-the-ball defender. Wiseman at the time? I mean, I think it's just, again, it gets back to we only have so many dollars to spend here. I think they made that choice between those two, and then they decided, whoops, we, I'm not saying it was right, but I think that's what it came down to. I mean, it just seems, it seemed odd when you have a league that's so incredibly, you know, you got a conference that's so filled with these guys, with these teams that really play most comfortably off of one guy handling, and you have the, the absolute answer to it, and you let him walk out the door. Yeah. And he was, I don't know if he'll ever be that good again. Maybe he will be, but as good as he was last year, and I don't mean that as a slight, but why, you, why do you like, doubt it? He was just phenomenal age, last year with age everything. Of the and just the tear, wear and tear. And he was great defensively. And look at his shooting numbers. They were amazing. I mean, he was... He didn't play major minutes for them all the time, but he was a great player for them last year. Yeah. Hit big threes. Yes, exactly. You know, yeah. and is, is this guy who can... I mean, he... And was is it Trey Young that just stopped shooting in the game last year against the Warriors? It was like just stop shooting. Yeah, I mean Trey Young is like owns the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He just stopped shooting with with uh, GP two on him. So GP two is just he's it's like almost hard to explain if people haven't seen him. He's just that suffocating an on the ball defender. He's so athletic. Some of the dunks he had last year and it's like wow. And then he'd be knocking down threes from the corner. It's like oh my goodness. He was the biggest story of the team last year. He's a rebounder. He's a finisher him. in the nobody lane. Wanted him. Yeah. He helped you points in the paint. Mm-hmm. He helped you as a as a defender. Um, so yeah. a little bit of that, even a little bit of that, would certainly help this year. Oh, I mean, well, so w- what is the thought? When is he coming back? Yeah, we'll know more hopefully in another month. I have to think they but had to pre- be somewhat, before the playoffs. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think they had to be somewhat confident that he'd be back before the end of the playoffs to make that deal. But maybe not. Wow. Wow. If he's not back before the end of the playoffs, that and, and Wiseman continues to emerge and you squandered your opportunity to win a title this year uh, for 
to go with a young group that you never really committed to because you kept playing your two-way players over them. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a bitter pill. Yeah, we got Steve Kirk coming up top of the hour. Up next, Larry says he's got some uh, intel on... Uh, Joey Bart that we've got to get to. So that more coming up here. We are presented by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Warriors back in action tonight. Warriors Live starts at 6 p.m. on 95.7 The Game, presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. In for Damon and Ratto today, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason, and Larry Kruger. Steve Kerr coming up top of the hour. And Larry, a lot of people coming down our road on the text line again here, Xfinity Mobile text line, saying, oh, come on, you guys. Uh, Mike Brown did a great job. It's hardly a coincidence that he leaves and the Warriors fall off defensively and the Kings are playing great. So we're not saying, I mean, we're not trying to uh, give him short shrift or anything. Um, it's just hard to imagine that Mike Brown leaving could be the cause of all these problems. Certainly what, was the Warriors, what was the Warriors' record under Luke Walton? Go look it up. Yeah, 40 and 4 or <laughs> yeah. 50 and 2. Whatever Is he the was. greatest coach of all time? No, he's he not. Be. Turns out he's not. A lot of us thought maybe he was, but it turns out he's yes, not. He's yeah. a, Mike Brown is doing a great job this year. He did a great job here, but I can't imagine that him leaving is the reason why the Warrior defense just went whoosh. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with with uh, Peyton, to be honest. I think it really does. I think he's I think he's that much of a difference maker. I don't know that I've seen I mean and I've played basketball, I ref basketball, I've coached basketball. I don't know that I've seen What's the most two... free throws you ever made in a row? <laughs> huh? <laughs> How many the most free throws ever made in a row? Yeah. Uh I don't know, three or four probably. No, really? Yeah, you I've, played basketball? That's the most free throws you made in a row? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I okay. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, yeah, sorry. I, you know, I didn't mean to make you feel 175 <laughs> without missing. I've got a video. I'll Three put it up right now. not a lot. I'm sorry. I just, yeah. Funny I, you should ask because I actually <laughs> have never missed from the free throw line. I just don't tell people about it. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, I, I've seen lots and lots of basketball on all different levels. I don't know that I've ever seen. What Gary Payton does with regularity, and that is he could be guarding a guy on the guy's left side. The guy could be dribbling with his right hand. Payton's got such long arms, he can reach across the guy's body and pick him from the left side on his who's dribbling on the right side and not touch him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he and he's and it's not like he did it. He did it one time. He does yeah. it. He does it. In fact, I would say this: if you're dribbling and Gary Payton the second is in the neighborhood, pick up your dribble because you're going to turn it over. He's going to pick you. Yeah. He's, he's an impact defensive player, as good on-ball defender. I mean, I, I think of, if I say greatest on-ball defenders to you ever that you've ever seen, Whitey, who do you say? Walt Frazier comes to mind. Okay, I didn't, I see, know, I didn't yeah. see Walt. I would say Michael Cooper. Uh-huh. Um, I would think of Michael. Um, yes. I yes. think of Ron Harper. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Scotty mm -hmm. a little bit, Those, yep. and that's why they, that group is so tough because all three of them played at the same time on the same team. Uh, Alvin Robertson, you know, back mm -hmm. with the Spurs mm -hmm. and was it Bucks, I guess, back yes. in the day. Yes, um, but I mean, GP two is Davion he, Mitchell. He, I love Davion Mitchell. I'm a huge <laughs> Davion Mitchell fan. Did you know that? Did no, somebody I tell you that? I didn't um, know that. Yeah, I'm a huge Davion Mitchell yeah. fan. Yeah. Now that that to me, to me, he, he's like Draymond Green in a point guard's body. He, you can feel the will of Davion yes, Mitchell. Yes, and he is he is a phenomenal collegiate defender. Now he does not quite as long. He's six one, six two. Still a good defender, but you're he's right. A, yeah. You're right. Somebody on the text line says, challenge yeah, you. Larry's right. Uh, the differences last year, Peyton and also Wiggins, and Wiggins was phenomenal last year in the playoffs. Oh, especially but, on the glass. I think the Warriors last year defensive rating. I think they were. It was them in Boston, like one two. So I know all those things are factors, but I it wasn't just GP2. The fact that he's not here is not the only reason why they dropped from first or second to whatever. What are they now, 15th? So it's a lot of things. So you're right. Those are all huge, huge factors. But before we get back to um, 
Coach Kerr and the Warriors. Complaining about the Warriors? Yeah, yeah. We've We're just getting people complaining to, today. Have yeah, you noticed Doug, that? Doug Christie, by the way, gets a mention for a great on-ball defender. So does Gary Payton Sr. But I oh, know... of course, the glove. Yeah. Like, we not... I give love to the glove. You had something you wanted to share with us about uh, Joey Bart and his future here with the spring training games underway today. Okay, if you ask me who is the one Giants player that I would buy a jersey of, I'd probably say Joey Bart because they don't have anybody else. I mean, who's at first? I don't know. Who's at second? Tyro. Who's at short? Crawford at the end. Who's at third? J.D. Davis. You know, Yaz and Slater and whomever in the outfield. Joey Bart is the one draft and develop, you know, blue chipper. He was the second pick in the draft that the Giants have. Um, you know, and I'm not a guy who buys a lot of jerseys anyway, but if I was buying a jersey, I would say, give me a homegrown, young and upcoming position player with some power who's going to make a difference on the Giants. And I would first go Joey Bart. Like okay. If you came to me, hey man, I my kid wants a jersey and I, I don't know who to buy and you follow the Giants. Who should I get? Joey Bart. Why? Because he's, he's 25, 26, had double-digit home runs, second pick in the draft. I saw, I thought he had a run last year, and I don't remember exactly what part of the year it was, but he had a run where it seemed like he was kind of figuring things out. Well, my moles in Arizona, and I do have moles in Arizona. Um, Better get said, some sunscreen on them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, no, but my mole in Arizona says that... Um, the Giants that that Cap sat down in the dugout today and and kind of talked about Joey Bart and talked about his struggles and talked about you know him in a in a way where the people watching it felt like they're not going with Joey Bart what that he may not even make the team what that they like Austin wins behind the plate and Roberto and Perez that, and that they're not going to go with Joey Bart they're gonna, that they're they're going to go with either Austin wins or somebody somebody else. Um, and so the I, I thought if you'd said to me Joey Bart, I'd say, Oh yeah, he's a lock to make the roster. How could they make that decision already? The, I guess they haven't seen enough adjustments from him at the plate. I think he swings through a lot of pitches. Are they sending a message he to hit him? Fifteen last I know, year. I know, so it's not like he ripped it. It weren't pretty. It wasn't it wasn't a attractive year for him. But still, I mean Austin wins. I mean, what's Austin wins? I mean, Austin wins a career minor leaguer. So I, I, they don't have anybody, and yet they've got one guy in Joey Bart. And now I'm hearing today that um, he's not going to make the team, or that that they that they don't really like him, or they feel mm -hmm. like he needs more development, and that he's maybe a short timer here that they may trade him. So I mean, it is interesting. Joey Bart was drafted by Sabian. Patrick Bailey was drafted by Farhan. Bailey's still down in the farm system trying to wake, make his way through, and he's not doing anything either. I think he had 270 in the minors. But doesn't sound like the current regime is all wed to Joey Bart, even though I would think Joey Bart is going to be like your five or six or seven-hole hitter and he's going to be one of your main power sources in the lineup. From what I'm hearing, get rid Giants fans ought to prepare themselves wow. that Joey Bart ain't the guy is not going to be there opening day necessarily behind the plate and may not be a long-term guy for the Giants. Well, that's... That, I mean, doesn't that surprise you? A little bit, but then there's also the fact that a few days ago... Um, who that's wrote about mo this? My moles. Yeah, my moles. moles. Yeah, those Arizona moles. Uh, it was reported that the Giants, Farhan and Gabe Kapler, were letting everyone know that, hey, we told Joey that nothing's guaranteed. That he doesn't have a guaranteed job. Nothing is guaranteed. So I thought, and we and Ray and I talked about this because I think it might have been Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I thought, all right, where well, they're sending a message to him. And it's funny because for years I've had this question that I've thrown out on the air: Who's going to have the better career? Who's going to be the bigger superstar? Is it going to be James Wiseman? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Or is it going to be Joey Bart? <laughs> Trey Lance, because right? we thought Trey Lance. Go yeah, Trey Lance. Well, that's that. That's always been my answer, and I'm glad <laughs> of that. Because I asked that Ray, has been your answer. Yes. Oh, good. Look, because the quarterback. It. It's the quarterback, right? Come on, he's the quarterback. And but, Trey Lance is really a phenomenal prospect. Yes. It's just going to take some time. But Ray said, "Oh, it's Joey Bart," <laughs> which I would have said too. I would have said too because I would have said, "Okay, I like Lance, but he's got Purdy in front of him, and and I don't know that the Niners don't seem like they were going to give him the Lance the you know the ramp up period that he clearly needs. Wiseman's a piston, so I probably would have gone with Joey Bart just mm -hmm. because you figure Joey Bart's going to start behind the dish. Their other catchers are Roberto Perez, he Austin used wins, to be pretty good, and Blake Sable. Yeah, I know Roberto Perez used to be pretty good. Um, I mean, Austin wins is. 
it's like, wow, that's a scrappy cat. He's done a good job getting to the majors. But is is there anything that he's actually good at? I mean, above he average? Two, he hit two fifty nine. Yeah. So I mean, heck, I mean that's like he's Wade like, Boggs. OPS compared plus to, was like ninety, I think, to, uh, to Bart, yeah. Joey Bart. But I mean, still, Austin, Austin Wins had three home runs. And Austin Wins is 32 years old. You know, so he's like a career minor leaguer. You took from the Orioles. He had a decent year. But from what I'm hearing, it's going to be Austin Wins as your number one catcher. Wow. And Blake Sable is probably going to be his backup. Who's like, I guess, and I have never seen Blake Sable. My moles down there say, though, that Blake Sable <laughs> looks good in the cage. <laughs> I almost can't say it with a straight face without laughing. But yeah, Blake Sable and Austin Wins with Joey Bart on the outside looking in. Huh. That's what uh, my moles are telling way, me. Steve Kerr coming up in just a couple minutes here. Well, what are they getting? Can they trade Joey Bart? Um. Yes. Oh, absolutely they could. Absolutely they could. But why would anyone want him if they're letting it be known that uh, Larry's moles say this guy sucks? <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe they were whispering it. Hopefully, my moles were heard. Heard of you know yeah. quiet conversation. But yeah. And so, why didn't the Giants do something more to upgrade at the position if this is? What they've thought of Joey Bart all along. That is a great question. That's really the ultimate question, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. If you if you really think this guy can't cut it, and you don't have think he's got any future, why wouldn't you have signed a decent catcher yeah. in the offseason? Yeah. Why wouldn't you have pawned him for, you know, for something? But because apparently the start of camp, they told Joey. Yeah, we ain't guaranteeing nothing to you. So it's not like they were this summer, or excuse me, this offseason thinking, Joey's the guy, Joey's the guy. So that's a bit so, of a puzzler. So if you see Joey Bart either A, get sent back to the minors, or B, which seems more likely to me, he gets traded before opening day, you heard it here first. Hmm. You heard it here first. What else do your moles have to say? Well, we look forward to it. <laughs> I got one of more of my moles. My moles <laughs> said that Keaton Wynn... Uh, Keaton Wynn, this is actually kind of interesting, too. I've never even heard of Keaton Wynn. But Keaton Wynn is an arm in the Giants camp. And from what I'm hearing, there are people that have hit off him that say that Keaton Wynn's splitter is nastier than <laughs> Kevin Gosman's. Okay, so remember that. K-E-A-T-O-N? Keaton Wynn? <laughs> Keaton Wynn. All right, watch his, out for his splitter. His huh? nasty splitter is nastier than Gosman's nasty splitter, which is nasty. Yeah. One thing I've learned, never question Larry's moles. <laughs> yes, yeah. And there's Very. degrees of nasty. Yeah. Just remember that. Uh, with that, and Steve Kerr is ready. He'll be with us in just a moment. We welcome you to your 5 o'clock hour. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.